This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of my series on Seneca's writings. Now, today I really wanted to read you this passage from letter number eight on the philosopher's seclusion, right? And what Seneca's talking about at the start of this letter and and throughout it is, you know, the fact that he was spending a lot of time in seclusion, a lot of time by himself in personal study and writing and thinking and, and learning. And he's basically putting up an argument for why he was doing that. And I want to read you the first couple of verses, because I think it's it's kind of moving. And if you really understand what he's saying here, and if you look at what he's saying here uh, as it relates to the years that have passed since Seneca died, you know, it's 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 kind of breathtaking. It's, it's amazing. So, I want to read this to you, and I want to see what you think. So, he says, quote, Do you bid me, you say, to shun the mob and withdraw from men and be content with my own conscience? Where are the counsels of your school which order a man to die in the midst of active work? As to the course which I seem to you to be urging on you now and then, my object in shutting myself up and locking the door is to be able to help a greater number. I never spend a day in idleness. I appropriate even a part of the night for study. I do not allow time for sleep, but yield to it when I must. And when my eyes are wearied with waking and ready to fall shut, I keep them at their task. I have withdrawn not only from men, but from affairs, especially from my own affairs. I am working for later generations, writing down some ideas that may be of assistance to them. There are certain wholesome counsels which may be compared to prescriptions of useful drugs. These I am putting into writing, for I have found them helpful in ministering to my own sores, which, if not wholly cured, have at any rate ceased to spread. End quote. So this is a really important passage in the, you know, entire span of Seneca's epistles, right? Because what he's essentially saying here is, I'm locking myself away so that I can write down all of the best things that I've learned that have really helped me to, if not cure, to at least stop the spread of the diseases of my soul, you know? And and it's passages like these that, that really convince me that those people who say that Seneca was just a hypocrite, you know, and, and he was a lousy philosopher, it's clear that they haven't actually read Seneca, because time and time again, he says in his writings, I have all of these faults as well. You know, he says it right here that, you know, my, my, my faults might not be wholly cured, but they have any rate ceased to spread, right? He's, he's saying, I've made progress. That's all you can make as a human being is just progress. You just want to be better than who you were yesterday. And if you've found something that is making you better than you were yesterday, then that's what Seneca's saying here. That's worthy of sharing. That's like a prescription drug that you can share in word form. 
And when I read something like this, it, it really inspires me to pick up a heavy load and to, to think of how I could not only help myself and the people around me, my community, but how, how high would I have to aim in my life? You know, how wise would I have to be as a person in order to be of service, of value to future generations? That's what Seneca is trying to say here. You know, he's doing this not just for him, right? He's locking himself away so that he can be of use to future generations. And, and when you read something like that, and when you see, uh, you know, just how influential Seneca's writings have been throughout the further development of Western culture, you know, it's, it's, it should humble you. The fact that what we're reading here is almost a prophecy. He's saying that, look, I want this to be of use to future generations, and just look at what happened. You know, so many people have been inspired by his words. So many people have transformed their lives as a result of Seneca locking himself away and saying, I'm going to write down the things that have been helpful to me. And when I read something like that, I also think of something else that Seneca said, which was along the lines of, you know, take a look at all of the incredibly wise people who came before you and worked for your good. You know, think of all the philosophers, the poets, you know, the playwrights, all these people who, who decided that they were going to, to fill pages with wisdom to be handed down to the generations to come. When you realize how many people have worked for your good, you know, that should really humble you and it should fill you with a sense of duty to the common good of mankind. It should fill you with a sense that, you know, you are unbelievably powerful and your influence can last generations upon generations. And it certainly has been the case with Seneca's writings. And of course, Seneca is a special case because he had a lot of influence. He had a lot of power to, you know, to put his ideas forth and to, to, to get them out there into the public view. But you don't have to be a Seneca in order to change the future, change the direction of history. You know, something I talk about with my clients a lot is that, you know, if, if you just decide that you're going to be the one in your family to break the bad habits that have been handed down from generation to generation and to, to become wiser and to become stronger, you know, if you decide to do that, you will change generations to come. You just will. That's, that's how it works because we are all so interconnected and everything that you do weaves its way into the fabric of the world around you, you know, and so we are so connected to each other and, and you know, one of the ideas that Western culture is founded upon is this idea that the individual is the center of the universe. The individual is the cornerstone of the society, right? And that's because... We learned that an individual truly has the power to change everything. We are unbelievably vulnerable, but we are also unbelievably powerful. You can and you do impact everything around you by how you act and by how you live your life. And so it's just inspiring to me, and I have so much gratitude uh, at the moment for these wise words that Seneca was writing because he didn't have to do that. And, and who knows, maybe there was some sort of egotistical kind of motive. Maybe he just really wanted to be famous in history and have his name passed down, but it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't really matter because you read these words and you think there's so much value in here that is written for people just like me. 
And so I want to encourage you to kind of meditate on this for a while. Think about all of the people who have come before you who worked for your good. You know, maybe they were working for society's good, but in the end it ended up being for your good because you benefit from that. Think of how many people have worked their entire lives to, you know, aim for the betterment of humanity, for the common good of mankind. And my prediction is that to the extent that you see how many people have spent their lives working for the common good, you will be filled with a sense of duty to do the same in the individual way that only you can do. You know, like I said, you don't have to be a Seneca. Maybe you just have to be the best father you can be, the best mother you can be the best employee you can be, you know, the, the best member of your community, the best member of your church that you can be, you know, the best friend you can be, whatever it is, the best you that you can be. And if you do that, you will be working for the common good of everything around you. So I want to leave that with you. I hope you meditate on that and uh, I'll talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>